0: Are we good? That's what I wanted to ask you. We talked and I told you about my aunt. I have a bad dark place I'm going to the hospital. I just had 12 surgeries on getting all my older glands removed. The worst experience of my life, like dark, very dark. I mean, they lost me twice, I was literally on the dining table two times. And so that smell, I don't care if I need a no. I'm not going to the hospital. My aunt just got both legs amputated at the last minute. So when you said it smells like hospital in here, you were just being oh, mean. would I say that too. To, when we were sitting at the table, me, you, Meredith, Stuart, and Carrie were there, and One I off, said you smell like hospital. You said it smells like hospital in here. Okay, and but Carrie, I said Jen smells like hospital. No, you said it smells like hospital. I could who smell it when you, it you were sitting over here at the table, Carrie. <laughs> Ah, you guys, we've got to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We're going to start with that show. You guys, I'm in love. It's the cure. It's everything to me. And what was that fight, you guys, about the hospital smells with Mary and Jen? They were fighting over... Oh my god, you guys, what the fuck was that? Excuse my language, but what the fuck was that? What? What the fuck was that? I don't know, you guys. I've never seen such a fight. I've been watching this franchise for over 10 years now. At this point, when I got behind the gates of Cota de Casa, I never anticipated I'd be suddenly in Salt Lake City, uh, watching two women grown fighting about one of them calling the other one a uh, hospital smelly. You guys, what was going on? I love this show. Oh, I have chills, you guys. I have chills. Mary and Jen that fight at the end. You know, you think you've seen it all, right? I always think like you can't Outdo what happened on like the New Jersey Housewives with the table flipped. I think we're never going to have a moment like that again. But then suddenly, uh, we get Mary and Jen fighting over hospital smells because apparently, what uh, Mary was in the hospital to get her armpits done or something, and then uh, Jen's aunt was in there getting the legs amputated, and then Mary was not very nice about uh, the relative who was getting the legs amputated. I mean, she was not very kind. She said, "Have some water," and I'm not sure that's how amputees work. I don't, you know, I'm no expert, I'm no doctor here, but I do know enough to know that you don't just drink water and then get to keep your legs. That's not a thing. You don't just say, oh, I better go have my eight ounces in the morning so I can keep my arm. That's not how it works, Mary. I mean, Mary, she's a character. She's the one married to the grandpa. I'm sorry to say it, but that's a fact. She married the step-grandpa, which I know we talked about on the show, but uh, let me reiterate, what the fuck is that? Let me just reiterate What is going on there? The grandpa, it was revealed. You guys, the grandma was passing, and in the will, she said, Go to one of my granddaughters to the husband. And so the husband went to the granddaughter, Mary, and she just decided to take over, like the fortune or what. I don't know. She had to take over something in order to get it. She had to marry the grandfather. I'm not sure of the details of it. You know, we might need to get a lawyer on the line. And look, is Phaedra Parks available? We might have to have her call on in because I have some questions about this. What was going on in that will? I knew that she married the step-grandfather, but I didn't know it was like something that the grandma wanted them. You know, like, didn't you guys feel this way? I thought, when I read the blurb, when they announced this show, this truly batshit, unhinged show, and it said Mary married the step-grandfather, I thought, oh my gosh, the grandma died, and then those two fell in love. Well, boy, was I wrong, because the grandma died, but she wanted Mary. I mean, may the grandma rest in peace, you guys. I hate to talk about someone who's passed but uh mary brought it up on this program and apparently the grandma wanted her to do it so what, what what's going on there guys and then we got the we got that one son you guys the gay son who was seducing the mom for the dad oh my god what the fuck was that <laughs> i'm just going to say that a bunch we need to get a song. what the fuck was that <laughs> we got to start from the beginning i'm getting ahead of myself cuz i'm just so excited but uh, we're gonna talk about this whole episode of The Real Houses of Salt Lake City. You said that to me. I did think. I sure did think. But what was your point? My best friend. You smell like it too. I smell like you that night too. So what about it? I just smell hospital, that's all. It wasn't to be mean. So we're not gonna be disrespectful. My aunt is like my mother. Who but what do you me. want me to do? Not say you smell like hospital when she gets both legs amputated. I don't know what you want me to do about your aunt. Her legs are gone. Why are you getting your legs cut off at feet? That means your diet's bad. You know, it's just like she didn't eat right. Like, drink water. Like, okay, you get it. That hurt me. I have a dark place with that smell. Okay, like Hillary Duff said in 2003, let's go back, back to the beginning. We open on images of Salt Lake City, Utah, and there's a voiceover telling us what they're known for. The Mormon religion, skiing, fashion. Then we cut to Jen, one of our housewives. She's with her husband, Sharif, who's Muslim. And first, I got to say, the sound transitions in between the scenes are fantastic. They're dramatic. I don't know who's doing the audio engineering or the sound work here, but bravo to you guys and gals because it's fantastic. But Jen says, one of the first things she says as we're meeting this woman, she says, in Utah, I'm black because they don't know any better. That was something she said on TV. And right off the bat, my antennas go up and I'm like, what's going on here? What's happening? The husband that was a football coach at the University of Utah. And Jen says they have a FaceTime marriage. Uh, but they do couples confessionals, which I was surprised. First episode, we're getting couples confessionals. And they've been doing that on some of the other shows. On Beverly Hills, of course, we had those two CM artists, I mean, cast members, Dorit and PK. They were doing a couples confessional together, remember, when Dorit had that that hat, newsboy hat on or whatever the fuck that was? And yeah, those two were doing it. but. They've also been doing it on Married to Medicine for a long time, and I feel like Married to Medicine was really like the trailblazer in the couple confessionals, so I would just like to shout them out. I love Married to Medicine, too, by the way. If you guys have never watched that, you're looking for something to binge over the holiday season, check out Married to Medicine. It's fantastic. Anyway, so the husband's a football coach. Jen said she was Mormon until she realized the religion didn't accept her husband. So now she's Islam. And we meet the kids. We meet the kids, the two boys, and Jen's telling the boys about hooking up and sex and all that stuff. And she says, you can contract herpes and AIDS if you hook up with a girl. And these kids, I don't know if they're getting the right facts over there in Utah. I mean, between this and the amputee, I don't know that uh, they have the right kind of doctors there. Do we need to check? Do we need to SOS on the the healthcare professionals over in Utah? Because I'm hearing some facts that aren't true. Okay, I just would like to I don't know. Maybe they need to teach something different in schools. I'm not sure what's going on or what's in the water over there, but we need to check it out. Get a healthcare professional on the line. Um, and then she tells the boys about sexting, too. She says, do you know what sexting is? She said, if someone sexts you, block him and come tell me. And I love this, Jen. I'm into her. I am. Then next, we meet Heather, Heather Gay, and she's wearing a jumpsuit in her transition. Fantastic. She owns a company called Beauty Lab and Laser. She said, Perfection is attainable. And that's what the Mormon doctrine is. You guys, I'm loving all of these women, every last one of them. Doesn't it feel like classic housewives in a way? I feel like they're all, I don't know. It's just so fresh. It's just so fresh. And so Heather says most of her clients are Mormon. It's an over $20 million company. Now, Heather has three daughters. And she said the gay family, which is uh, what she was part of, she said the gay family is worth billions, but they got divorced five years ago. And Heather says she loves homosexuals, black men. uh, And that's not like the other Mormons, I think she said. I'm into this, Heather. I sort of feel like Heather is going to be the voice of reason, like the audience surrogate in a way. Like, even though she, yes, she said uh, some crazy things in her confessionals, but I feel like she's almost like the Bethany in a way of, uh, I don't know if that's the right comparison. But, you know, I just feel like she's more of a voice of reason. And she's still getting in the mix. You know, the other housewife didn't remember her name later on, which we'll get to. But I'm finding, I don't know, I like Heather. I like Heather. Also, she's a big Britney Spears fan, according to her Instagram. And so that sold me right then and there. You know, we love our queen icon legend, Britney Spears. So anyone who's a fan of Britney is a friend of mine. You know, I'll put that on a pillow. So then we got to Meredith's house. And I know we talked about the Brooks But I'm in love with him, okay? He's a young man. He's gay. He does her makeup. He's bathed in lip gloss. I mean, truly just, I don't know if he jumped in a ball pit of lip gloss, but he's bathed in it and he looks fantastic. And he's asking his mom, he says, Mom, I've been ready for like 15 minutes. Come on. And this mother-son duo, I am very excited about more than anything, I think, on this show. I feel like Meredith and Brooks, Meredith and Brooks, they're going to give us everything. I think Meredith and Brooks are going to be a bitch, a lover, a child, a mother, a sinner, a saint. And I don't feel ashamed about watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You know, I wouldn't want in any other way. Did you guys catch that little reference? Remember that Meredith Brooks song? did anyone catch that. <laughs> so stupid, <laughs> so dumb. Anyway, uh, Meredith's husband. Uh, we are introduced to him in gray sweatpants, and I thought that's a good start. Sounds good to me. And Meredith says Utah is nicer than Chicago. She used to live in Chicago. Her and her husband have been married twenty four years. They have three kids, but the husband lives in Chicago, and Meredith has a store, a jewelry design shop. In Utah, and this worries me a little bit. But they seem like they got it going on. They seem happy together. Uh, And Meredith says that Charlize Theron and Rihanna like her jewelry. And I'll be honest, I like anything Rihanna likes. If Rihanna likes it, it's good enough for me. So right off the bat, I'm loving Meredith now. So that's three for three, three for three housewives as we're introduced. I'm I'm in, I'm in. Um. So then let's see. Oh, we cut to Lisa's house. Now we meet Lisa, and Lisa and Meredith look alike. So I might mix them up. So my apologies if I do, because we're getting to know these people. You know, we're new with them. We're going to try to remember their names, but you might get a little confused. But we cut to Lisa's house at 6.45 a.m. She's got two sons. One of the kids is in a room, and right above his bed, it's a big sign that says hustle. And I'm thinking, he's nine. The only place he should hustle to is in front of the PS5. What is he hustling? He's nine years old. And then the other kid, Jack, he's got a sign that says grit grit above the bed. What were you guys doing at nine? And I don't know how old the other kid is, but Lisa does sound like she just smoked a pack of marbles. And that's good enough for me. Four for four. Okay. When I met her and she sounded like that. I love a gal who sounds like they just smoked a pack of six. Nothing better. It means they don't give a fuck. And I look forward to the time down the road when we see this woman smoking on camera after she decides she doesn't give a fuck that the cameras are around because that's going to be a good moment. You know I love when a housewife or a Bravo Liberty smokes on camera. Now, I do not condone smoking. I do not endorse that. However, I do endorse when a reality star gets pushed to the limit, to the brim, if you will, and they decide to have a sig on camera. And I feel that coming from Lisa down the road. Feel it. Feel it, feel it, feel it. Uh, Lisa does put an outfit on the dog, which I like a dog in an outfit. She says the dog is depressed. You know who among us? 2020, right? Ladies, am I right? Anyway, her husband John served in mission. Um, Wait, what am I? Let me look at my notes. What did I say? They got two kids. She owns a luxury marketing company and multiple liquors places. She's got the Olat tequila, the Ciudad tequila, and she don't give a fuck that the other Mormons don't wanna um, don't wanna support the fact that she owns all these alcohol companies. So she doesn't give a fuck. Mm -mm. And you guys, the best part about Lisa, I was already in. We were already four for four, but then she decides to go to all those drive-through fast food places, and was this very set up? This was definitely very set up, produced, written. I feel like she went in ahead of time, or the producers had this idea, like, let's make you go through the drive-through of a 100 places. But I don't even give a shit because it was fantastic. She went to Sonic Burger. I love a Sonic, she got the Diet Coke. She's a diet Coke drinker. you know I think a diet Coke drinker is the best type of gal. No one better than a female diet Coke drinker. I'm sorry. You guys know, you know that if you drink Diet Coke and you're a lady, you're the best woman. You're the best woman for the job, for any job, really. Anyway, they go to Wendy's. They go in a Porsche, too. They go to the Taco Bell, drive through Roshell. Then we cut to Jen visiting Heather's Beauty Lab. And I like this duo, Jen and Heather. I like these two. Now, Jen is with her assistant, Stuart. And that feels very classic Housewives to me, too, the assistant. She's got the assistant who's an older gentleman. He seems great, but I am want to get to know more about Stuart. And okay, so Jen gets the pit Botox because she doesn't want no more sweat. And I've been thinking about this my entire life. I've never had the Botox, but I, I'm a big sweater. I'm a heavy sweater. I'm an anxious person as is. And so I do tend to sweat a lot. And I've heard that if you get the Botox in different places, you can cut off the sweat glands. However, the only thing that worries me about that is when you do that. I read that the sweat ends up coming out other places. So, like, you get rid of the sweat maybe under the armpits, but then the sweat's got to come out somewhere. So you just start getting like a, I don't know, sweaty kneecaps or something. I don't know. That's what I read. Who knows if it's true? You know, I'm not a scientist. Much like the healthcare professionals in Salt Lake City, Utah, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys, I feel refreshed and renewed. We needed this. I was getting, I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I was getting burnt out on a lot of the other Bravo shows. I was feeling uninspired. And now suddenly we got in Salt Lake City and I'm feeling great, feeling grand. You know, Potomac and Salt Lake City, they're carrying the network right now. It is what it is. They got Their backs must be tired from carrying the network on them. You know, these women, all they've given us. So look, Lisa said she doesn't cook, they go to the drive-thrus. Oh, and then we already passed that. Let me look here, oh, Heather and Jen, they're planning Meredith's birthday party, and they want to get some male strippers and I loved how Heather was like, "Uh, I don't think Meredith would like that and Jen was like, "Too bad, we're getting the hot men, and you know another check in the box of why I love this Jen. another check in the box now, I'm thinking at this point in the episode, I can't possibly love the rest of the housewives. The rest of the women who are going to be introduced, I can't possibly love them because we just went four for four, and we're meeting Whitney now for the first time, and I'm thinking. No way I'm going to like her. It's impossible because I've already liked all these other women. And we see her getting uh, at what appears to be a wedding, uh, but it turns out she's renewing her vows. And you guys, I love her too. Love her. First of all, she's stunning. She married the husband, 18 years older. And she's, again, gorgeous. They were both married to other people. And then she was excommunicated from the church. She's Heather's cousin. So there's a familial relationship, which is always great in Housewives. She's got a dad with a haircut that looks like it's straight out of, I don't know, Good Charlotte or The Killers or something. I don't know. Those aren't... What were the bands back then? (laughs) Doesn't he look like that? He's got like the uh, jet black hair. He was watching the daughter on the stripper pole too. Did you see that cutaway footage? This cutaway footage Whitney was on the stripper pole in her house. She was just swinging around it and the dad was clapping as if he was at the Crazy Horse. Those of you from Cleveland know what the Crazy Horse is. It's a strip club. First strip club I ever went to at 18 wasn 't interested in any of the titties, but uh, I did go there with some friends and I ordered a cocktail anyway they um the Whitney is amazing i 'm loving her, loving her the dad with the hair. I want to know more about him what's his story? everyone has a story. everyone has a story then let's see we cut to Jen with her personal her business assistant she 's got a million assistants like she 's Sonia Tremont Morgan I mean this Jen and she's did you guys see when she was planning that party? She had that microphone. That microphone, she's just shouting at the assistants with the microphone. Oh, I love these women. So we're five for five. We met Whitney. We're five for five. Lisa, we're back with her for a minute. She's a Sundance junkie. Did you guys see there's a picture of Bethany? Lisa had a picture with Bethany and also maybe Lance Bass and the Bella Twins. I don't know. I paused it to see who was in those pictures with Lisa that they showed. I couldn't really tell all of them. But Lisa said people call her the Sundance Queen. The Sundance Queen. And oh, it's revealed that Lisa and Heather went to college together, but Lisa pretends not to remember. You guys, this didn't feel like Nini and Phaedra a little bit. Remember when Nini pretended like she didn't know Phaedra? And then all of a sudden, one season, like a couple seasons later, Nini and Phaedra like went back to their hometown and then Nini was like, oh yeah, like we went to school together and stuff. (laughs) There was like a three season arc where none of us were sure if Nini and Phaedra knew each other. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they just brushed it under the rug. and he's like, oh, yeah, we went to school together. I remember her. And it was like, how did you not remember her before? What the fact. Anyway, that's happening with Lisa and Heather, and I'm into it. I'm into it. With BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L com slash Everything Iconic. So then we meet you guys, the fifth housewife, Mary. We cut to Whitney and Mary. They're at a restaurant or bar or something. So Whitney says, everyone in Salt Lake knows the story about Mary and her grandfather. And this is when we get the whole backstory about the will and. Mary says she's a Pentecostal first lady. And this is what Mary says. I don't like to be called pastor because that sounds like old lady. Yet she's fine marrying the grandpa because okay? she was not, a, she doesn't want to be called a pastor, but she is fine marrying the grandpa. So I don't know. You do with that information what you will, but it's interesting to me. Now, Jen and Mary don't like each other. So we're setting up this feud and we get to know the feud. And Jen had the family members whose legs need to be amputated and Mary wanted to vomit. And when I was first introduced to the storyline, of course, we already talked about the fight at the end. But when I'm first hearing in this restaurant, I don't know about you guys, but I was like, are my ears deceiving me? Are my eyes and ears, are they hearing something different than what's appearing? Because I couldn't even believe the things that were coming out of Mary's mouth. I was like, is this a real thing? The aunt with the amputee legs, and then Mary just hates hospital smells so much. I mean, it was truly insane. And I thought, okay, they're just going to brush past it. I was like, there's no way I heard that correctly. And then later down the line in the episode, we learn more about it. And every last word was more shocking than the next. So then we cut to Jen's chalet. They're getting ready for the party. She's got the microphone, millions of assistants. And what else here? Oh, Heather's mad that Lisa said that she doesn't know her. And apparently, Lisa said that she flashed her titties like girls gone wild. And Heather's like, I would have loved to flash my titties like Girls Gone Wild, but I couldn't. I was at BYU, so that's where they went to school at. And this is fascinating to me. You know, we always want to enter a world that we're not used to. And this is a world I'm just simply not familiar with. The Mormon world of Utah and BYU and all of this stuff, it's just a—it's just an interesting place. And I don't know about you guys, but when Andy announced this at BravoCon last year, when they said, we're getting a Salt Lake City housewife think a lot of us were skeptical, right? We thought, what the fuck do we want to do in Salt Lake City? And now I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Oh, and by the way, I got to say, I interviewed Whitney, and it's on the YouTube channel. You go to youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. It's just a short little interview that I did with her for an AT&T thing uh, before the season premiered. And she mentioned something about uh, Katie and Lala from Vanderpump Rules, because those two are from Salt Lake City. And so I asked her, I said, did you know them? Did you hear from them? And you guys, I don't know this to be a fact, so don't quote me on this. But I believe I have my little crystal ball and I believe that Katie and Lala will appear on the Salt Lake City Housewives because they're from Salt Lake City. Whitney told me that Katie's been really supportive and they've talked or something like that. I don't remember the details of it. But I don't know. The way she was saying it made me think. I thought, oh my God, I bet you they appear. Now, who knows? Maybe they filmed for it and then it won't air. I don't know. But you guys, I got my crystal ball. I bet you Lala and Katie from Vanderpump Rules will be on this show. Not on the show, maybe just like a cameo. They're not going to put them on a lot, so don't worry. It'll be like a two-second thing. But uh, that's what I believe. Again, don't know it to be true, but I believe it. So then we cut to Meredith's house, the gay sons setting up a million roses and candles. He said, my back is in pain because I lit a million candles. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Also, it looked like there was a coffin on the table. Did you guys see the coffee table? It looked like it had a coffin. I believed it to be a funeral at first. And then, come to find out, it's not a funeral. It's just a young man seducing his mother on behalf of the dad. That's all it was. tale as old as time, really. Anyway, he's putting all this stuff around because the dad's not even there. It's the mom's birthday, Meredith. And she shows up and she knows. She's like, Oh, it's, um, this is from the husband. And Brooks says to her, It's from your husband, my father. Dad paid the bill, but Brooks did all the work. And look, I love this. I don't know what else to say about these two other than I love them. And I would jump in front of a bus for them. That's all I have to say about that. Meredith and Brooks. If I had to save them from a, a I don't know, some sort of bus or brush fire or something, I would. I would risk my life for these two because I love them. So then we cut to the party at Jen's Chalet. Shallot? Am I saying that right? Who the fuck knows? There's hot shirtless men, though. And I always love that. I love a bartender without a blouse on. Nothing better. Serve me a cocktail without a blouse on. I'm in. I'll write you a Yelp review if you do that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But Sarah is one of Jen's friends. And she comes in singing happy birthday in what appears to be allegedly what I believe to be, I don't know, something some sort of thing you would buy at a CVS pharmacy. Do you know what I'm saying? I believe something was going on with Sarah. And maybe it was a couple too many cocktails, allegedly. I don't know. What do I know? But she did seem uh, to be a little loose, let's say. You know, probably not. I, I don't want to say it was, you know, it's just something a little loose, a little loose, a little loose, and with a very heavy lip liner. Did you guys see the lip liner? Was that a lip liner? What was going on? What was happening there? What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, I love it. She was a star, though. She was a star this year. I feel like she's going to pop in and out this season. Um, a lot of looks at this party, too. A lot of faux fur fur throughout this entire season. I don't know if those things they were wearing were fur or faux fur, but there was a lot of looks. Mary showed up in what looked to be, I don't know what, how you would describe that other than chaotic Muppet. Did you guys see Mary's outfit with the white leggings? and Chaotic Muppet, that's all I can think of. That's it. That's what it was. Because it was a lot of different materials, let's say. And um, it looked good, though. I was interested in it. And uh, look, there's a uh, one woman in the pink flamingo-y kind of look uh, without the husband. Whitney looks like Julianne Hough. Did you guys see that? Whitney's beautiful, by the way. I mean, they're all stunning. But Whitney, I really think I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I love Whitney's gorgeous. And then uh, Lisa, there's a little montage of her saying, love it to everything. There's meatball lollipops at this party. Jen made a dramatic entrance. I know it's not her birthday, but I like that she made it all about her. And she says, welcome to the party, bitch. Um, and then we have a giant cake with Hawaiian dancers. Makes no sense, but I'm in. Hawaiian dancers? Why were there Hawaiian dancers at this birthday party? Made no fucking sense. Oh, but I love Hawaii, you guys. I love Hawaii. And what do Tongan dancers have to do with Meredith for her birthday? A producer asked Jen then, the confessional A producer, said that, "What do Tongan dancers have to do with Meredith?" And Jen's like, "They don't have anything to do with Meredith, just me. Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys. Um, so let's see. then Jen and Mary have that talk. Jen's mad about the aunt at the hospital. and the, you guys, one of the best, most underrated parts of this fight was first of all, when the shirtless man came around without his blouse and offered Jen a meatball and she just takes a meatball lollipop in the middle of their argument about the amputees. And then, and then Mary calls over Carrie, Jen's friend. She says, Carrie's here. Let's call Carrie over. Carrie, come over here. Mary keeps saying, Carrie, get over here. Carrie, get over here. Then Carrie gets over there. And then Mary doesn't like what have Carrie has to say. Mary does not like it. And she says, what do you have to, why are you over here talking about it? Get out of here. She says, what do you, you're not involved in this. And I was like, Mary, you called her over here. <laughs> <You called> her. <laughs> uh, and then the confessional, I know we covered this a million times, but I just have to reiterate that Mary said, her legs are gone. Why are you getting your legs cut off at 60? Your diet's bad. Drink water. Woo! Wow, Mary. Wow. Wow, Mary. Wow. I couldn't believe she said that. My jaw was dropped. Disrespectful to amputees and the healthcare professionals and Jen and Carrie and the viewer, but I loved watching it. Did I love it? I, of course, did. I did. Sorry, I'm living my truth. Is this Mary maybe problematic in a little way? Uh, yes, in little ways, of course, but I'm into it. I'm into it. And she's got a bad things about a hospital smells. You know, we're all sensitive. My grandma used to be very sensitive to flowers. You know, speaking of people who have passed. My grandma was a very sensitive to flower smells. I remember I don't anywhere she'd go, she'd be like covering her nose if there was a flower. Um, so look, Mary's got a thing with hospital smells. It is what it is. Jen eventually storms off and slams the door. And she says, bitch, don't disrespect my family. And that's the end of the episode, you guys. I can't wait for the season. It's going to be dark, I believe. There's like a dark underbelly, but... A, we're five for five in The Housewives. Plus, we got some good friends. I'm interested about this Carrie woman and this Sarah woman. It seems like they're going to give us something interesting, which I'm excited to learn more about. And I can't believe the casting on this show. Whoever did the casting, bravo to you guys, because it's fantastic, flawless, phenomenal. I hope people watch this franchise, because I know I'm excited. I'm excited. Even there's that one shot of, I forget which Housewife it was, when they were just getting out of the car and you saw her heels in the snow. Bare feet, heels in the snow, you guys. I was like, this is going to be amazing TV. And they did not disappoint. Bravo really gave us something beautiful to look at. And we didn't even talk about this, but they filmed the whole season pre-COVID. So COVID's not going to be a storyline. We're not going to have to relive it, which by the way is amazing because I just watched the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy and I was a wreck because the whole fucking thing is about COVID, you guys. And it was interesting TV. It was good TV. It was dramatic, but I don't know. I felt so anxious afterwards because we're still in the middle of this pandemic. I don't know that I need to see Meredith and and company over on Grey's Anatomy dealing with COVID 19. It's just a lot. And I feel that way about the housewives too on Orange County. They keep acting like COVID's coming. COVID's coming. And then we get these ominous shots and we hear them talking about it. And it just gives me chills. It makes me feel so uneasy. So I'm so happy that the real houses of Salt Lake City was filmed pre-COVID, we're not going to have to deal with any of that. There might be a confessional or two, but I don't even know if we're going to have a confessional that's COVID. Were any of the premier confessionals, were they COVID? I don't remember them being. I feel like this whole thing was wrapped and edited, shot, ready to go before the lockdown. And so I'm so grateful that Bravo held up, held off on giving us the season because now we have it. And Potomac was also filmed pre-COVID. I just feel very grateful that we have these two. I feel really blessed. And I know we were all upset. Remember when Potomac was delayed? We all thought, oh, they're delayed. I can't believe we're going to have to wait for the new season of Potomac. But now that they uh, have delayed it and we have it now, I just feel so grateful. So I want to say I'm going to be covering Potomac with a special guest on Sunday, as well as The Bachelorette I just wanted to get the Real Houses of Salt Lake City recap out early because the it was a season premiere. And I don't know, I think I'm going to combine all the recaps later on down the road. But uh, for now, I thought we'd just do a little separate Real Houses of Salt Lake City premiere recap because it was so good. And I love these ladies. And I, I just am so excited. So if you haven't watched it, catch up on it. You know, some people tell me they listen to the recaps before they watch the episode. So. I just encourage you all to watch Salt Lake City. Set your DVRs, set a season pass, whatever you got to do. I also want to recommend that you guys check out my holiday podcast. It's called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. I recap holiday movies with my friend Jenna Brister. She's a comedian and writer. And uh, we mostly just go on a bunch of tangents. So we have like a movie that we loosely recap. Very, very loosely. But mostly we talk about ridiculous holiday stuff and uh, it's called The Very Merry Iconic Podcast. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, we have lots of merch available, everythingiconic.store. I post it on my Instagram on the stories, but we have these new headbands that are reindeer headbands. They're so cute for the holidays, and wine glasses and all that stuff. Finally, I want to say Patreon, Everything Iconic, Patreon. If you want to support this podcast, just go to patreon.com everythingiconic. And if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month, and I'm covering Sex in the City over there now. So thank you to all that are over there. I love you guys. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, feeling good. So let's do a little cool down, right, shall we? Let's all take a deep breath in. And hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Guys, let's just think about what we're grateful for. I'm grateful for these Salt Lake City women. I'm grateful for the Utah sites and exploring a world that I did not know, that I love. Maybe I'm going to move to Utah. We're not sure. 2021 might have that in store for me because I'm loving this city. We'll see. (laughs) TBD. I love you guys so much for listening. Stay safe. And uh, yeah, bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus Fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving credenzas, TV stands and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made It's so-